Hello and welcome to Hear These Words, a podcast from Good Shepherd Episcopal Church in Sequesta, Florida. I'm Derek Larson, the Associate Rector here at Good Shepherd. And I'm David Dixon, the Director of Youth and Family Ministries. Each week on the podcast, we discuss the passages of Scripture assigned for the upcoming Sunday. And this week is the second Sunday after the Epiphany, January 15th, 2023. And the words we hear are from Isaiah, chapter 49, verses 1 through 7. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 12. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 1 through 9. And the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 29 through 42. All right. First podcast of 2023. <laughs> 2023. We, we took a couple of weeks off for Christmas and for New Year's, and now we're getting back into the mix. We don't have a guest today, but um, I'm working on a schedule and inviting lots of people. So uh, hopefully we'll see some more guests from from here at Good right. Shepherd and, and other other places as well very soon. Yeah, for sure. That was, that's always great to have somebody uh, joining us. So yeah. if you're out there and you get invited... Please, please consider joining us. Yes, we'd love to have you. How's your new year going? It's going good. Um, you know, staying busy, uh, dealing with some stuff with my aging parents, mm-hmm. but our parent rather. And um, but we're getting through all that, so God is good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. Lots going on this year, and already I know the youth are having a lock-in this week. We are, are doing... MLK weekend retreat. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. That's great. Well, why don't we just jump in then? All right. Sounds good. Our first reading, Isaiah 49, verses 1 through 7. And uh, it starts off with the words, Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay Mm -hmm. attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. And it goes on to share about how God called him. But it also shares how this person feels a little bit unused by God. Like mm. the, the work that they've been called to has not come to fruition. Right. And so then halfway through the passage, it says, And now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. Um, he go, And, and uh, he says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations Mm -hmm. that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. And then it continues a little bit from there. But that's the the main section of this, this passage is really wrestling with call, particularly when our calling feels like it hasn't fully come to fruition. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I I love the opening line, listen to me. You know, it's like, just, you know, hear what I've got to say uh, kind of thing. You know, Israel at this time, uh, I believe they had just been defeated. They're in exile, temples destroyed. There's just a lot to grieve uh, if you're part of those exiles. Um, And I think in some way, as you were saying, feeling wrestling with the call of God and how that is to manifest it's also part of an identity crisis mm-hmm. right in that and I do think that that is something that not only do preachers or people who are called to specific offices within the church they wrestle with that literally their entire life uh, but I think this is for almost everyone who 
you know, is on this journey of faith together. You're going to go through those seasons and those times where you wrestle with who am I? What am I here for? What have I accomplished? What do I need to do? Um, and in the midst of that, you're also dealing with the circumstances of life that right. you find yourself in. Right. And that comes to bear on the call itself. In fact, if it does not shape the call that you have, the environmental pr pr pressures and the circumstances of life uh, come in. And so here you are. And I like that phrase, is it too light of a thing? Or it is too light of a thing. I mean, it, nothing is impossible with God, <laughs> right? I mean, that's just the bottom line. And it doesn't really matter where we find ourselves. Uh, whether we're grieving loss or just a loss of identity rather mm -hmm. than just materialistic stuff. God has a promise and that promise is rooted in the fact that God knew you mm -hmm. before you were ever in the mother's womb. And this is kind of echoing some of what Jeremiah's call uh, narrative is, right? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I called you to be a prophet to the nations. And Isaiah is echoing some of that same language. And that gives me a lot of comfort to know and to believe and be con convinced by the fact that I am not an afterthought, mm -hmm. that God knew me, God knew you. Mm -hmm. I think this is a theme that's going to show up in all of our readings today, this theme of calling or vocation. And what I hear you saying and what, has, what God has been laying on my heart lately is uh, vocation or calling, which we all have. We mm -hmm. all have a calling. We all have a vocation. It might look different in different seasons of our life, but we all have vocation. So often in life, we live our vocations in order to find our identity. Mm. And so if we're having a hard time finding a vocation or living into our vocation, then we have a hard time knowing what our identity mm. or what our worth is. So right. for example, as you said, you lose an identity, you lose mm. a job or something like that. Then you wrestle with, well, what, who am I? Right. What am I supposed to be doing? What is my vocation? So, so often we live a vocation in order to find our identity, identity. but a real vocation is the exact opposite right. of that. A vocation is what comes out of having our identity, mm -hmm. of already having found our identity. Right. And by identity and worth, I mean that deepest identity that is right. affirmed here in Isaiah, uh, that the Lord called me before I was born. Mm -hmm. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. Right. So our deepest identity is that we belong to God, right. that we are loved by God. We saw this in last week with the uh, baptism narrative mm -hmm. and Jesus, uh, the heavens open and say, you are my child and I love you. It's only when we can affirm that identity mm -hmm. that we can move into vocation right. and not the other way around. Right. Vocation is not to find identity. Identity helps us find, find vocation. vocation. I love that. And I love that phrase that you just quoted from last week's passage where the voice of God is heard saying, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. There's something about affirmation mm -hmm. that empowers people to be who they are called to be or who their identity causes them to become. And so affirming within the church and affirming as just you and I are 
friends and brothers. And so there's something powerful about us affirming one another mm-hmm. and who it is that God's called us to be and recognizing that. And uh, parents affirming your children, that's so powerful. You empower your children when you affirm who they really are and, and the potential and the, and the gifts that lie within there. Yeah. Well, we're, we're moving on to our Psalm, Psalm 40 which begins, I waited patiently upon the Lord. He stooped to me and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the desolate pit, out of the mire and clay. He set my feet upon a high cliff and made my footing sure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many shall see and stand in awe and put their trust in the Lord. Uh, And it goes on um, from there and concludes with the verse, you are the Lord. Do not withhold your compassion from me. Let your love and faithfulness keep me safe forever. I think really this psalm is a psalm of testimony. Hmm. It's a psalm uh, where the psalmist is saying, I was in a dark, deep place, mm-hmm. and, the God, and God came to me and lifted me up out of that darkness. Mm-hmm. And so now... I will sing God's praise and I will share that story with others, Mm -hmm. particularly others who are also going uh, through a dark place or a dark time Mm -hmm. in their life. Um, I especially love that second line of the first verse, God stooped to me and heard my cry, you know, that, that, that's the image that we have of Christ, Mm -hmm. that though he was considered equal with God, he did not regard his equality with God as something to be exploited, but humbled right. himself and uh, became one of us. Yes. And we see that uh, that, that, that characteristic is not just of Jesus, but even in the Hebrew scriptures, mm. um, in Israel's relationship with God, they affirmed right. in that word that character or identity of God as being someone that entered into right. our um, circumstances in our yeah. darkness to lift us up. Out sure, entered our human condition. Another passage that reflects on that in the Gospels is when they brought the woman caught in the very act of adultery, and the word says, "And Jesus stooped down mm-hmm. and wrote in the ground." Yeah. So that's another uh, way of seeing and seeing that. I love uh, the opening part of this. Just a couple of thoughts. Um, I waited. How did I wait patiently? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. When my kids were younger, and probably even still now, when we go on a trip and we're driving, you know, they're always, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I think, you know, we get impatient because we want it done yesterday, whether it's, you know, your life, your career, your relationships, your uh, faith journey, and where that is leading you to, you want to get there and arrive. But it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, some people, uh, it's, it's a lifelong process, quite frankly. Um, so it's going to take time. And I think what you were pointing out with the testimony that is so clear in here, because again and again, you hear the writer saying, I have declared or proclaimed this about you. I have said this. I have sung the song, you know, um, we, we are talking about you, God, um, but I also like when you pointed out that he was in the pit and then you said, and he set my feet on a high cliff. I almost feel like in that particular 
passage, I can read it like this. I'm in the pit, but even while I'm in the pit, my feet are set on a high place. Hmm. It's, it's kind of like where Paul says, no matter what state I find myself in. If I'm low, I'm really high. If I'm shut out, I'm really brought in. You know, it's this kind of uh, mindset that says, I am who God says I am, no matter where I find myself or in what season of life I may be. Whatever God says, uh, this is this is the reality. And, um, and so I can sing a new song, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I can sing, and, and I think that's the key. He's put a new song in my mouth. Well, to start singing the new song, you have to stop singing the old song. And so it's a different, it's a different rhythm, it's a different beat, it's a different tune that we have to sometimes take that up. Uh, I remember uh, there's a psalm that reflects some of the disposition of the people of Israel in Babylon in their exile. And it says, we hung our harps on the willows. We stopped singing the praises of God because of the circumstances we found ourselves in. Don't stop singing. Just start singing something new, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And God, God brings life out of that. You have to encourage yourself a lot of times in the Lord. Uh, it's good to have brothers and sisters in Christ that encourage us, but sometimes you have to encourage yourself mm-hmm. in the Lord. And so I kind of can see some of that in this passage. Yeah. Um, that I think there's a lot in there anyway, but yeah. yeah. It's a psalm that I grew up with and and, uh, go back to from time to time. It's a good one. It is. Our second reading is from 1 Corinthians. It's that opening section of chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And uh, it's a great reminder that a lot of these New Testament readings are letters. Mm -hmm. And that's the case here with uh, 1 Corinthians. It's a letter from the Apostle Paul written to the people in Corinth the church in Corinth. And so this is the opening line that says, Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes Mm -hmm. to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you Mm -hmm. and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you. And then he starts getting into the body of his message. But Mm -hmm. this is kind of the familiar pattern of uh, letters and Paul's letters. Who wrote it? Who's it to? And I send you grace, peace, and thanks. Right. And then I'm going to tell you what this letter's about. Right, Right. exactly. And it is, I I love that he makes clear, you are called to be saints, right? Um, You don't have to die to be a saint. You can still be alive and be a saint. Um, and the body of the message is this. In short, we were previously talking about being concise with our words or adopting a, a word economy that lets us get to the point quite away, uh, quite right away. And the body of this passage here to me says, you have everything you need to get the job done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've been blessed with all blessings. You've been given this a gift of God. You've got what you need to succeed, to move forward, to do the work that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. And again, you highlighted it already, but we have this theme of calling, this theme of vocation, and we see that a few times in this passage. Paul, 
identifies himself as called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. And then, as you mentioned, the church is called Mm -hmm. to be saints. And then towards the very end, um, it says, He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So called to be an apostle, called to be saints, and called to be part of a fellowship. So if you're paying attention to that call on Sunday, and as we lead up to Sunday, Mm -hmm. um, you'll find it here as well. And whom God calls, this is something I heard growing up uh, as a child in church, whom God calls, he qualifies, uh, or God qualifies. And what does that mean? That doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're called and you've got every, you know, got it all together. What it really means is the qualification of that comes with that call is through your life, through the lived experience of your faith yeah. and the affirmation of the voice of the church and the voice of others around you. So it's an ongoing qualification, so to speak, that goes on. And it's not that you are lacking and you need to be qualified. It's a call that begins to establish itself and its voice through circumstance and uh, you, you have something to say, right? I mean, it's kind of like, I, I think back, Mother Teresa, when she was alive, uh, some of you will remember uh, her. She did not, she wasn't the most outspoken person, but when she spoke, people listened. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she had something to say, because her call had this quality about it through lived experience. Yeah. Our gospel reading is from the Gospel of John, uh, the first chapter, verses 29 through 42. And I find this to be really interesting because we are in year A of the lectionary, which works its way through Matthew. So throughout Advent, we heard Matthew and Um, Last week we heard Matthew's account of the baptism of Jesus, and next week we'll be in Matthew again. But here on the second Sunday of Epiphany, Mm -hmm. we take a pause and we read from the Gospel of John. And this is sort of a tradition that um, I've been researching and and wanting to know more about, because Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly why we do this, but we do this for each of the years of the lectionary. But what we're seeing here is the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And that takes place, last week we saw, with the baptism of Jesus. I highlighted that in my homily, that the first appearance we have of Jesus on the scene is at his baptism, as an adult at least. Um, and, and so we get almost a repeat of that, of last week mm-hmm. here, um, where John sees Jesus coming, mm-hmm. declares him to be the Lamb of God, and then he, John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. Uh, I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me that the one that the Spirit descends on is the one that baptizes with the Holy Spirit, and mm-hmm. he's the Son of God. And so while it doesn't describe all of the baptism, it does describe this moment of right. the Spirit coming down upon Jesus as a dove. So that's a repeat of what we got last week. Mm-hmm. The second portion of this passage is about uh, Jesus calling disciples, and we find out that there are two disciples that are John the Baptist's disciples. And when John points to Jesus and says, that's the Lamb of God, uh, then those two go and follow him. Mm-hmm. One of which is Andrew. And Andrew goes and finds his brother Simon. 
and brings Simon to Jesus. And Jesus says, you're called Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which mm -hmm. is translated as Peter. And so uh, we have the baptism and then we have the calling of the first disciples. Mm -hmm. Well, next week in the gospel, we'll be back in Matthew. And it's another version of the calling of uh, Peter and Andrew. Mm -hmm. So this we're kind of in an in-between place where baptism was last week call of disciples is next week and we're getting just a little bit of each of those this right. week from the gospel of john in that perspective mm -hmm. which is um which is it has its own flavor its own spin of the story that really emphasizes a high christology of jesus it, it wants to know who jesus is well we see in this passage jesus is a lot of things jesus mm -hmm. is uh, the Lamb of God, Jesus is the Son of God, mm -hmm. Jesus is the Rabbi, and Jesus is the Messiah. Right. Four affirmations of who Jesus is in this passage, this short passage from right. John. And that's really what the season of Epiphany is about, is getting to know who Jesus is, who is Jesus revealed to us to be. Mm. And here we, we, we see um, some of the some answers to that right. question, right? Um, yeah, I love this uh, particular passage in that. I mean, it doesn't really, uh, you know, the calling of the disciples is kind of interesting to me. Um, first off, Jesus did not call out to anyone to follow him mm. here next week perhaps we read a part he says come and follow says, come me, and follow me. Mm -hmm. but notice you're not going to see a whole lot of difference between this week and next week in terms of how jesus does that he doesn't stop mm -hmm. he says follow me and he keeps walking mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they just follow right mm -hmm. it's almost like when you receive that call it's not it, it's not like let's sit around and let's debate it and figure it out and all that it, it's it's something more deeply connected with inside of who you are you can't get away from it mm -hmm. so you can't really uh you know i don't know you can try to talk yourself out of it but it's always going to be there no matter what yeah. right so here Jesus just is walking they hear this is the Lamb of God and they start following and I love this kind of inter uh, play here between Jesus and those who are following him and he turns and he says to those following him what are you looking for yeah. and they said rabbi where are you living where are you staying we just want to know where you are mm -hmm. we just want to be where you are yeah. right just be around you and connect with you and abide with you and jesus's reply is come see that's all you have to do just come see you'll find out you'll have that encounter and that experience that makes all the difference in your life come and see when, when i was going through discernment for the priesthood they had a retreat designed for um, those that were interested in discerning where God was calling them, which may be priesthood, maybe other types of ministry, but they called it the come and see weekend, nice. the come like and see. It. So again, we have this, this theme of calling, this mm -hmm. theme of vocation. And I think that's important as we prepare ourselves for Sunday and prepare ourselves to hear again these words of scripture on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, how is God calling us? Uh, right now in our lives or, right. or for the year of 2023 yeah. here towards the beginning Absolutely. of 2023 what is our vocation what is God's call in our lives as we've mentioned you know people could be in different 
parts of their life where mm -hmm. they've lost a job sure. or maybe they've retired or they've lost an ability physically that right. they they used to be able to do something that now they physically can't do um, mm -hmm. or maybe they have a new child and all of a sudden their life looks different with right. a baby in the house right. our, our our lives change mm -hmm. and they and there are different seasons of life and so stopping and thinking um, at different moments of our mm -hmm. life, what is God calling me to right. in this season of my life is a right. good thing to do. And we don't always know the answer to that question. And here, Jesus doesn't really answer their question right. or or lay out and you know a vision for them of right. what this discipleship's going right. to look like and what <laughs> his home looks like. Instead, he just says, "Come and see." That's right. And that's that's I think what we have to do as we ask God. Where are you calling me? Right. Um, we have to uh, be okay with not having all the answers as long as we step out in faith and follow follow Christ as best we can in right. the moment. Right. Exactly. And I want to go back and repeat what Father Derek said previously. You are called. Yeah. You yeah. just need to find out and hear the voice of God and the voice of those around you. How you can experience and live into that call. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's a good place to stop for today. I think we've uh, run out of time. So if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode and be sure to share with your friends. And you can also rate the show. You can leave us a review to help others find us. And we thank you so much for joining us today to for this great discussion. We hope that you feel better prepared for worship this coming Sunday as we prepare ourselves to, again, hear these words. We'll see you later.